Hey everyone, Future Chell here. Today's episode is going to be a little bit longer than normal, and it's just because the testimony we had today was so transformative. We wanted to get it all for you guys. We didn't want y'all to miss anything. However, because of how transformative it was, there were some topics that were discussed that might be triggering to some of you out there. And since we care for your emotional and your spiritual being, we did want to give you a warning. We are not going to mark this particular episode as being explicit. There were no cuss words. However, some of the topics that were discussed can be triggering. These topics include suicidal ideation, grief, divorce, loss, uh, anxiety, depression, panic attacks, all of which are lovely topics. However, again, they can be triggering to some of you. So if you feel that these topics are too emotionally extreme for you at this time, at this point in your journey, in your life, we completely understand. And although we encourage all of our audience to listen to the entire episode through and through, we understand if you're not able to. If you wish, you can bypass the testimony and you can skip to the 40 minute, 30 second mark, and that will get you past the testimony. Our guest speaker today was Marcus Allen of Becoming Sons, and it's his testimony that we know will heal so many of you out there. So sit back, relax, grab a snack, and enjoy the show. guys it's celeste and i'm chill and welcome and to welcome heavy, to heavy worship nation, <laughs> nation. <laughs> i'm always like okay like I, I i guess we're doing in unison i don't even care dude like i don't know let's let let's just let's just let it roll whatever the holy spirit says to do <laughs> so before we start off the episode i wanted to go ahead and welcome our guest speaker marcus allen hi marcus Hello, thank you for having me. We are so excited to have you. And so I actually wanted to talk about Marcus a little bit before, you know, we go into the questions and whatnot. So Marcus is the lead singer and guitarist for Becoming Sons mm -hmm. and also has a side project called Forever Alive. He is our very first Heavy Worship Nation ambassador. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> so exciting i was so happy when you when you said yes because we were literally like me and show were talking about it we were like oh my gosh like he would be perfect mm -hmm. to be an ambassador and like i don't know chill, do you want to like I, some people don't know what ambassador is so do you want to oh, tell them okay. yeah sure it's a very biblical thing uh we're called to be representatives of our lord and savior jesus christ so whenever you go into a country there's usually an embassy so if somebody is a foreigner in that country um, and something goes wrong, they can go to the embassy and find a representative of their country uh, to help them navigate the local laws and things of that nature. So an ambassador is somebody that is in the embassy, that is a representative of another country that goes out into the community, and it's just the voice of their home country's people. So when he, Marcus is an ambassador of Heavy Worship Nation, he's literally just representing Heavy Worship Nation at shows. 
just like me and Celeste are essentially ambassadors because we represent Heavy Worship Nation when we go out to shows. The same way you can be an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Anywhere you go, you can represent Jesus. Thank you so much for yeah. explaining it. Because I know some people are like, ambassador? Like, who do you think you are having an ambassador? <laughs> like, what? But honestly, you guys, it's, it's like really cool. Yeah. So um, to keep going, he's a very friendly, active guy in the scene. So if you see him, you better make sure to say hello. Yes. Because he's at all the shows. And also, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about being the cool kid. So how to find shows, how to show support, and to show etiquette for those who may have never been to a show you may want to go to. Mm -hmm. So it's so exciting. I'm so excited to get into it. But before we do, I wanted to ask how everyone's Sunday has been since it is what some people call the Lord's Day. But every day is the Lord's Day here. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, today was really, really good. I actually got to do um, praise and worship uh, for my church. I go to a church called Church of Acts. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, cool. it was really, really cool. We got to... Um, you could just definitely sense like Holy Spirit just show up as soon as uh, we were like setting the atmosphere and stuff. So it's really cool. That's so exciting. And uh, do you want to tell people what, because I don't think I did tell them, right? What you play? Oh, no, I did. You're the lead yeah. singer and guitarist. So do you do that there at, at church too? Or do you uh, do something different? Uh, it just depends on certain Sundays. Like I'm not actually on the worship team, but I'll just like, if somebody's not there, I just fill in. And I'll either fill in either mm -hmm. usually on either drums or the bass. Wow. So today I ended up playing bass. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. I didn't even know you played other instruments. I legit thought you just sing and play, play guitar, which is already cool in itself. So mm -hmm. that's really cool. And it's very hard to sing and play too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Especially if you're doing something like melodic, like if it's not just chords, but like if you're like like picking something mm -hmm. like, like i know in one of my old like secular bands it was called the buried alike mm -hmm. and i had uh the great opportunity of playing the drums and singing while following a uh backtrack so it was wow. craziness that is super so overwhelming cool. i have a hard time walking sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I can play drums and sing. That's crazy, dude. It's it becomes like muscle memory after a while. Like once you mm -hmm. like do it for so long, it's like you don't even pay attention anymore. Like I oh. like how it is with bass. Yeah. Like yeah, you're just like I know where everything's at. Like I mm -hmm. can just think about whatever. Like that's how it is for drums. Mm -hmm. I I think for me at least. That's good to know. What about you, Cho? How was your Sunday? My Sunday was overall very restful. Um, pretty much the same stuff I do every day. Cooking and cleaning, working out, stuff like that. I'm probably going to get into God's word later on tonight. haven't done that yet. But overall, very restful Sunday. That's good. Well, remember, he rested on Sunday, or he rested on the seventh day, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> So that's good. <laughs> I went I, I went to church for those who don't know or you know if you're hearing this for the first time. Uh, me and she'll go to Community Bible Church, which mm -hmm. is like one of the mega churches in San Antonio. 
It was so good. They have like four or five services, but I went to the 1145 today and it was on fire. We had a guest uh, speaker come and he was just so good and worship was so good. And it's like, I'm just so into worship. Like every time I go, it's like, I never want it to end. Like I just, I want it to keep going. And then I'm like, okay, I know we got to like, we got to do the preaching now, but it's just, oh, it's like, I never want it to end. Yeah. I feel you. So, but now we are going to get started. If you guys have any, no other questions, we're going to get started. Let's do it. Let's go. We're going to go with the very first question that we like to ask everybody. So what did Jesus save you from? Ooh, that's a huge question. Uh, he saved me from so many different things. Uh, I guess just I'll like I guess I'll hit on the main topics of like discouragement, um, depression, uh, anxiety, panic attacks. Uh, my mental health was all kinds of crazy uh, for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another thing that he saved me from was actually masturbation and pornography. Nice and that's great. Uh, also and he. It kind of it basically just like killed my interest or my curiosity of looking at um, crime scene photos and mm-hmm. videos, mm-hmm. which uh, ended up, it's kind of crazy. Like, I, I guess I could try to sum up my testimony, like in a small piece um, or just like a long story, long story short kind of thing. Uh, actually, it, all of my problems actually started from elementary school because I had a lot of teachers that just did not believe in me mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. didn't have like a lot of patience with me. So it, and I was like a super, super hard kid. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't really have any outlet to get all of my energy out. I was just bouncing off the walls like crazy. Um, and I think it reflected, uh, it, it played a huge part in reflecting on uh, my school, the way I was in school on the teachers, not having that uh, patience with me. Mm-hmm. And it took me, it always took me like a long time to, um, learn the things that they were teaching when all the other kids would get it automatically, it would take me a couple like tries or it would take me like a minute to finally understand what they were teaching. So because they weren't patient with me, um, I was always like, oh, like he's, uh, I was just really discouraged by, by my school that I was at. But I, I, I guess my parents, they always kind of back, they always backed me up and, uh, they would like attend all these, uh, conferences and everything and t- a parent teacher conference talk mm-hmm. about me like we'll try this we'll try that or sometimes they'll just be like you know he's just all over the place I don't want to deal with it like it's y'all y'all have to deal with them and uh it's just it left me like a roller coaster of emotions of just like oh man like I thought I was uh doing good but I'm not I'm never it sounds like I'm never doing good I'm never making any progress and uh, I would get into trouble a lot because of my, I guess, hyperness. So I it would always, um, I'd always end up getting spanked all the time, which is not bad, I guess, like from, I guess, a parent's point of view. But for me, it spanking corrected the problem, but the spankings also made me uh, silent. Like I didn't want to speak. Mm-hmm. Like if I ever knew I did something wrong and now it like, I was like lying about stuff or if I wasn't lying, then I wouldn't explain anything. I was like, if they don't know, then I won't get spanked. Right. Or whatever. So like I, I that started to um, build up in me being a person that was just super quiet all the time. Um, 
didn't express myself um, ever. I was, I was always hidden, I guess, inside. Yeah. So um, eventually my mom and dad had got me a drum set because I've always been around music. Uh, all of my family listens to music. My grandpa with the oldies. Uh, my dad was like a, uh, it still is a huge uh, heavy metal hard rock fan, like from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and all the way till now. Mm-hmm. So um, his favorite band is Kiss. Nice. I love Kiss. <laughs> so I heard a lot. I've heard, I heard so much Kiss in my lifetime. And uh, my mom was also like, she like she's a little bit more out of the box with music. Like she loves heavy metal and hard rock, but she also loves like disco and uh, like Celia Cruz and all mm-hmm. these. I, I got like a bunch of different influences. And my brother, my older brother, um, he's a guitar player. So he was always listening to like Metallica, Megadeth, like the big four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, like, uh, always listening, like, the first bands I got into were, like, Kiss uh, and Faith No More. Mm-hmm. That was, like, I guess Faith No More was, like, a popular band in the 90s. So I got really into mm-hmm. that. They got me a drum set, and that's when I finally started to calm down. Like, I finally found the outlet where I was like, yes, like, this is it for me. Nice, nice. So it calmed me down. I ended up doing well in school. And right when I was at, like, this peak of, like, happiness, like, after going through all of that, like even failing a grade, which like was terrible. Um, I finally got to this peak where I was like, man, like everything is like coming, uh, everything is like turning out really, really good. And then right at the peak of everything turning good, my parents actually ended up getting a divorce. And that like set me back down all the way back to where I was. So because of that, I didn't want to I guess I never wanted to talk about it. I didn't really want to deal with it. I didn't really know how to deal with it. Yeah. So I ended up just escaping to a bunch of things that I shouldn't have, basically. And uh, one of them was I I ended me and my brother to kind of, I guess, cope with the whole divorce thing. We ended up starting our very first thrash band called, uh, it was called um, Legion of Demons. Nice. Which we weren't like satanic or anything like that, but we just did it just for show or... um, just to like freak people out so we had this like, ugly, <laughs> I know that for sure ugly ugly skull with like pentagram and all this stuff like the typical things mm-hmm. and I would even wear like uh I would even wear my um uh legion of demons with the skull and the pentagram to church and so like there it was funny too because uh I ended up going to church where my mom she was actually suicidal mm-hmm. and yeah. uh she found out about this church from my uncle so she started going to church and then that's how me and my brother got involved with the church. So I was like about six or seven years old, I think, maybe eight. Oh, okay. And then um, so like I knew who Jesus was. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. But at the same time, I was a kid. So it's like I wasn't mm-hmm. focused on that. I'm like, I just want to go play basketball or go skateboard or, you know, do kid things. Mm-hmm. So um, but I, I still learned a lot. But then when the divorce happened, that's whenever I started, I guess, to just rebel because I didn't want to talk about it, didn't want to deal with it started a a band called legion of demons with my brother and then that kind of doing that not being all satanic or fully into the satanic stuff it still Mm -hmm. opened the door to like all this stuff because now i'm like 13 or 14 like Mm -hmm. uh, 11 12 13 and 14 and 15 were the years that i did that band and it exposed me to things that i probably shouldn't have been in like the bars the clubs and all that stuff because they would let me play as long as my parents were there my mm-hmm. parents are just there to be supportive and stuff and yeah and what luckily for me i never fell into the 
like the drinking, the drugs, the and all That's that so stuff. Good. So I've never drank, never smoked, wow. none of that. That's good. Um, but instead, I ended up going like towards like masturbation and porn, and I ended up mm-hmm. getting into this relationship that I probably shouldn't have been in, because um, it actually started out great, and then. Uh, like the first year that me and my ex-girlfriend were together this was years ago like 10 years ago um the first year was great and I think I my attraction to her was that she had a family like her all her family was together and it was something that I didn't have yeah or not that I didn't have it like I still have my mom I still have my dad but I don't have them together anymore because they're divorced so I was like I I gravitated towards them and I was over there every single day around like all the time 24 7 just constantly around each other and then what i act what i uh what i learned what i loved about um the family the, her family ended up being something that i envied now because now it was a reminder it was also a reminder of something that i didn't have anymore mm-hmm. so now i hated being over there and i guess um because i didn't know how to deal with everything and i had a lot of questions you know i, I even questioned my own ability to love like can i even love somebody because my parents don't even love each other anymore so it reflected like that on me Mm -hmm. and I ended up being a version of me that I didn't want to be and I think it rubbed off on her where she it made her be a person that she didn't want to be and we ended up breaking up Mm -hmm. and because of that it ended up uh um basically like we've we never had sex but we would do things other things like around it like you know gray area here gray area there we could do this and that and that and that opened the door to where when we broke up, it exposed me to feelings that I no longer could have because I didn't have a girlfriend or anybody there. So that's when the masturbation and porn just like took off like full blown addiction. Because yeah. now it's like, okay, well, uh, I don't have a girlfriend anymore. So I'm going to go do this and do band stuff and all this other, uh, other activities. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later on, uh, we ended up stopping doing... Uh, we ended Legion of Demons and we started up another band called, uh, for, I mean, no, uh, we started another band called Screaming in Silence. Mm. And um, that band actually did really, really well to the point where we almost got signed to a major record label. Mm-hmm. Um, and I oh. want to say it was Roadrunner Records. Oh, okay. That's and, cool. Uh, so we were like excited and we were like, oh man, like it's finally happening. We did the music videos, everything, put the album out, whatever. And, uh, but the bad part about it was, um, they ended up sending us a contract that basically stated that we only want you and your brother, but we don't want your other two members. Oh no. And so that was like, Oh no, this is terrible. I was like, it's like, it's like, I'm back to where I was now where like, Mm -hmm. I went through all the, I escaped to all these things and it put the dealing with the divorce and everything in the back burner. Um, but then now I'm at this extreme high just to find out like, oh, we only want you and your brother and we don't want your other two members. So now it's like the choice of like, do we take the deal and screw our friends over who are like brothers to us? Or do we just not take the deal and we're all just in the same kind of boat? So we almost took the deal, but at the very last minute, we just said, no, it's not right. Like, it's better if we just don't sign it, don't do it. Yeah. Um, because we love our friends. We don't want to do that to them. Like I said, they're like brothers to us. So we were like, no, we're not going to screw them over. We're not going to take the deal. But because we didn't take the deal, it like made me go all the way back down again. Yeah. So now 
and I had spent, this is about like maybe 10 or 15 years of doing music. And I, I've dedicated like all of my time, like to doing music where I put off relationships. I put off like even learning how to drive. I put off like doing, getting jobs and everything. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like in my early twenties now and I'm kind of lost. I'm like, okay, so now, uh, I kind of like there was no plan B. So now it's like, okay, now I have to go. Now I have to work. Mm-hmm. And like reality just started like kicking in that I did not like. And uh, it took me, it was hard for me to get a job like about three years. I didn't get a job until three years after I graduated. Cause every time I would apply somewhere, they would be like, oh, you need experience. So we can't hire you. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to get experience. That doesn't make sense. So three <laughs> yeah. years into it, it was funny. My brother, they called, they called me thinking that uh, my brother works for this place called Mission Solar Energy. Mm-hmm. And this is like a, a God moment that I didn't realize too much at the time. I realized it looking back now. And because uh, I would like, in the midst of all that craziness, I would still pray. Like I still had a, my faith in God. I always had my faith in God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just never had a lifestyle that reflected it. Right. So like I still believed wow. and I still like held on, even though I wasn't like really serving. Wasn't, I didn't really pray mm-hmm. a lot, but... I would always pray like, man, like, Lord, just help me get a job. Like, just help me get on my feet because I'm in a bad place right now. And I'm already mad because I can't do, uh, obviously you've called me to do music, but I, I guess I was trying to do it my way, mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah. but I didn't realize it at the time. So I was just like, you know, nothing is t- going out right. I need a job. Like I need you to help me with the job. So they call me thinking that I'm my brother and they're like, Hey, like somebody called into work we need you to come in but my brother was only allowed to work on the weekends and so the lady on the phone she just basically said like you know we need you or your brother to come in and i hadn't even filled out an application didn't do anything and uh i called him and i'm like hey they want me to go in or they want you to go in and he's like what i can't he's like but you should take it so i called the lady back and i'm like my brother can't do it but i can come in if that's okay and she's like yeah just come in tonight and we'll fill out your application in the morning and I'm like, what? Like after three <laughs> years of trying to apply for jobs, this is how I get my job. Wow. <laughs> so I got the, the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was definitely the Lord just looking out. And we were going through some different life changes too, like with moving all the time, like not owning a house. So we're like constantly renting here, renting there, yeah. apartment here or renting a house here. So we're in the middle of moving because um, my mom was going through some things which some of the things my mom went through that affected me was she had a miscarriage of uh uh my sister and that kind of like I had a lot of guilt towards that because um she basically like she had this miscarriage and then I felt like I never uh helped her really because like um I didn't really know how to help her so I would always just leave I would just like abandon her, but it was only because I didn't know what to do. Like, there's yeah. nothing I could do. I don't know what to do. I really don't know how to, like, I was a, a, emotionless at this point. Yeah. So we had gone through some things that I was carrying secretly without telling anybody. And uh, so I start this job and literally, like, literally my first day I cried because I, it was a custodial job. And I was like, I literally just went from like, in my mind, I was like, I just went from being a rock star to scrubbing toilets yeah and so i'm like super depressed super sad i ended up transferring over a few years later to working for the saisd which is where i work now Mm -hmm. as a custodian and the hours that they gave me ended up making me feel very isolated where 
Mm. Um, after six o'clock, everybody in the school was gone. So that left me alone with my thoughts. And then yeah. the other thing too was I would come home and then everybody would be gone. So it's like, I would see like, I'd only get to see my mom like 15 minutes a day out of the whole day. I would only see my mom for 15 minutes. I would only see my brother for like maybe not even 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And my dad, he lives in Pleasanton or close, close to Pleasanton, Texas. So almost out of town. So it was just this weird time, like where I'm like, man, I just feel super, super isolated and I'm left alone with my thoughts. And so like, I'm still escaping to all of my things like masturbation, porn, and now ended up um, getting into this true crime thing where it which started with a TV show called Criminal Minds. I don't mm -hmm. know if, if y'all have seen it. Yes. And uh, I started watching this show and I guess it just, it just uh, randomly, it just piqued my curiosity. And so I started looking up like the real, like real stuff, like what looking at oh, real pictures, yeah. looking at real videos. And for some reason, um, none of this stuff ever affected me because I guess I was, it was weird. I was so emotional that it just, I was canceled out where my emotions were gone. Mm -hmm. I had no emotion about anything. It almost was just like, I'm just existing. So uh, I ended up getting into watching all this stuff, like people committing suicide and all these like weird different death uh, kind of things. And um, one day, which is actually what led me to have my encounter with God was one day I was, uh, it was before work. Mm -hmm. um, and I was in, also in this band after Screaming in Silence ended, I ended up joining a band called Buried Alike, which took off um, really well. And we actually started playing, like we, we started uh, locally, we started like gaining like a following Mm -hmm. um, getting on all these big shows opening for crown the empire trivium all these bands but i had a jealousy towards the band that i was in because it wasn't screaming in silence i felt like screaming in silence did all the work and never got nothing out of it mm -hmm. and buried alike everything was just being handed to us like we didn't have to work for anything and i thought that was so messed up i'm like this band hasn't even put in the work that my old band did and yet we're the ones getting all this band is the one getting all of the benefits mm -hmm like the recordings, the, the shows and everything. So I just, I hadn't, I joined this band, not getting over my previous band. And so that led to me being jealous of the own band that I was in. Mm -hmm. And so on top of that, mixed with everything else I was doing one day, I was uh, here at the house by myself. My mom was going to pick me up for work. Mm -hmm. And like about an hour before she picked me up, um, all weekend, my friend had posted this, uh, it was like a, I guess a link on Facebook of this, uh, like kind of hidden video. Uh -huh. And it was, it was before, like they started like, uh, censoring the videos off, like, be careful, like before yeah. you click on this. So it was just a link and I could tell like somebody had uh, committed suicide in the video, but it was covered up. Mm -hmm. And so I actually avoided it for two days. Like something just told me like, nah, don't watch it. Right. So I, I, that's the Lord telling me, or it was trying to communicate to me, like, don't watch it. Yeah. So I didn't watch it for two days, but the third day, my curiosity just like went through the roof and I was like, I got to see this video. So I'm watching this video and this guy, he takes his life and I ended up watching it 12 times in a row and something just like. It was so weird. Like when I was watching it, something just like a light switch just like turned on or basically mm -hmm. turned off. Uh -huh. And all, all of a sudden, I just felt like this feeling like all of my emotions came back to me that were gone. Yeah. But at the same time, and I felt like for the first time, I could hear the enemy, enemy's voice just saying like, got you. Like I, I lured you all these years of like mm -hmm. escaping through these tunnels. And now the door, the door, the entry door of the tunnel is shut. 
Yep. Now you're trapped. Yeah. So I like immediately freaked out, had like, I guess I was going through PTSD without really realizing what it was. So yeah. like I'm here freaking out in the house and I'm like, my heart's racing, anxiety mm-hmm. and panic is through the roof. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack mm-hmm. and my mom's on her way to pick me up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and I got to go to work. And so basically to make that even shorter, because my um, whole testimony is actually posted on my Facebook. Oh, okay. You want to read like the whole thing. But basically I went two weeks. I felt like for two weeks I was in hell. Like I got to experience uh, like a a piece of hell. Like the Lord showed me like, and I used to pray too a long time ago, like, Lord, like I feel like I would like be all in if you just showed me what hell was. Mm-hmm. And then I would be like, no, actually, never mind. Don't show me. And I would go back and forth with that. So I kind of found it funny, like how God used this to like actually show me glimpses of hell. Like this is what it is to have no peace. This yep. is what it is to have like to be tormented 24 yep. seven. This is what it's like to like not breathe because there's no air in hell. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if God, if God is the breath of life, then there is no, that, then hell. And if God is the breath of life and hell is the opposite of that, that means there's no air in hell. There's no oxygen. You can't breathe. There's nothing. So like, it felt like that. And for two weeks, I tried to, to do everything my own. I tried to take myself out of it by mm-hmm. escaping to the very things that I was going to. Mm-hmm. So like I, I went to porn and for the first time, porn couldn't heal me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to my music and my music couldn't heal me. So like, I ended up like getting pissed off. I threw all of my CDs away. Cause like now it's like, I can't rely elsewhere. I guess putting my faith too much in music. Yeah. Where like mm-hmm. when it couldn't save me, I started throwing all these things away, even like like sentimental stuff that my dad got me, which I wish I hadn't thrown away. But I was in a weird uh, headspace at that time. Mm-hmm. And so um, I tried the music thing. I tried to play shows with my band and this video just constantly playing over and over and over in my mind. I'm going to work and the uh, this one particular video, this guy, he took his life with a gun. And so I'm walking down the hallway and this teacher, she has like no idea like where my headspace is at. I'm just trying to like not show anybody because I, I would shake, like my body would just start shaking, like if I had like Parkinson's mm-hmm. or something. And uh it was weird. It was like the enemy knew when other people were around uh-huh. around me because when other people were around me, I would just be normal and still. But as mm-hmm. soon as like I would bypass a person, boom, the shakes would just automatically start up again. Mm-hmm. So and I would be freaking out. But this I was walking down the hallway one time. And this teacher was like, oh, man, I was mind blown about that. And then, like, it set me off. It was a trigger. Yeah. And because I literally saw someone do that. And I was like, oh, no, like, she has no idea. Like, I literally just saw somebody do that. And uh, and I'm like, I drop, like, I'm shaking so bad. I dropped the, the broom on the floor and the broom, like, the way, the sound that it made when it hit the ground, it mimicked, like, the gunshot in the video. And I was just, it was a bad place. And I tried to go to everything that I possibly knew that would normally get me out of like a situation mm-hmm. and it didn't, it all failed. So I kept like seeking the worldly things to take me out and it didn't. Mm-hmm. So I just remember like this, I was already two weeks in, it was a long two weeks. It felt like actually like two years. Yeah. Like I was oh. in hell for like two years, never ending. Like yeah. from the time I like woke up to the time I went to bed, it was just hell. Uh, Just like, it was just a uh, hell, like times, like, I don't know, just hell. Mm-hmm. It was just hell. And one day I just kind of like, you know, like I actually got on my knees in my room and in this room, actually, that I'm in right now, it's my bedroom, but I got on my knees and I was just like, Lord, like, if you could just take this away, like, 
but I feel like, but he didn't. I felt like God mm -hmm. ignored me. Like, I'm like, I'm talking to you and I feel like you're ignoring me. Like, you're not listening to me or anything like that. So I kind of got angry and I said, well, I'm going to make you listen. I'm going to go to church with my mom and I'm going to make you listen. Because if you don't mm -hmm. listen to me, if you don't hear my prayer, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to snap on another person. I don't know if I'm going to take my own life. I really don't know mm -hmm. what's going to happening because yeah. I'm in this, I'm stuck in this uh, place where it's like, I don't want to live because I don't want to feel this, but I don't want to die either. Yeah. Yes. So I'm kind of like exactly. stuck in the middle. I'm stuck in the middle of this and I'm like, oh man. So like, I just kind of like went to my mom and I just told her like, hey, can you wake me up for church tomorrow? And she has no idea that any of this is going on with me. Nobody does because like, I guess the enemy will make you like the biggest liar, the biggest actor. Uh-huh. So nobody knew and I never opened up to anybody. I came close to opening up to so many people, but then I would like back out of it. Like, no, if I tell them like, they're going to think I'm crazy. Like I'm nuts. Like I'm going to have to go to like a mental hospital or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to do that. Like just a lot of shame and guilt. And so I just went to my mom and I just asked her like, can I, can you take me to church with you tomorrow? And she just kind of laughed. Actually, she laughed and she said, ha, boy, you're not going to wake up early in the morning to go to church with me. Cause I'd already turned down going to church like so many times that she just kind of stopped asking, mm -hmm, but she yeah. would pray for me all the time and for my brother. And, uh, so I just told her like, just like kindly again, I just told her like, can you just wake me up in the morning? Uh, obviously I couldn't sleep that, that night. So I was already awake before she was, I got ready mm -hmm. and on the car ride to the church, um, I didn't, uh, I was trying, my plan, I already had it planned out where I was like, I'm going to not say anything the whole ride over there. Uh -huh. I'm going to get to the church. And when I get to the church, I'm just going to go straight to the front, go on my knees. And I'm going to just like have my moment with the Lord yep. and he better listen. You know, like if mm -hmm. you are who you say you are, I need you right now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so on the car ride over there, I just couldn't take it. I actually just had to melt down in the car had my mom pull over and I finally like confessed to her like hey like this is what is going on with me this is what I've gotten myself into this is what I've been going through for the past two weeks or actually years um but it just took this the the I guess the suicide video was what um just set everything off and so I was telling her all this stuff and she just immediately like she just took me straight to the church and she's a intercessor at the church which mm -hmm. is just a fancy word for a prayer a prayer uh, group mm -hmm. um so she brings me into this room that they uh they have like a little prayer group meeting before the actual service starts real quick um i want to just take a quick break because i already know where this is heading and i want to get into it some more yeah. so mm -hmm. let's take a quick break and we'll come right back okay all righty that sounds good all right we're back from our break please marcus continue your mother, you, you left off saying that your mom uh, was on the intercessory team. And when y'all got to church, she took you to a room. Yeah. So they have a, before every service, they have a, um, an intercession group uh, meeting, like about an hour before the service starts. And uh, I had like, I knew she was on a prayer team. I didn't really know all the details. I, I only, I had only been to the church, like maybe one time and it was for my mom's birthday. And she just, uh, I didn't even want to go, but just because it was her birthday, I went for her. Mm -hmm. So I went, I knew the church, didn't really know all the details about it. But that day I was just like, I need Jesus. And like, I'm not hearing from him. So, and I cried out to him in my room and I felt like I was ignored. So I just kind of like 
felt like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to make him listen to me. Mm-hmm. And because uh, like, if he says, if, if the Bible says everything that it, it says that he is, then that's what I'm relying on right now. And if I don't get that, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Right. So my mom uh, ended up telling her on the car ride to the church, I ended up just telling her everything that was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And she took me straight to the church. Um, she took me into the side room and it just had a bunch of other people, um, uh, like the other intercessors in the, in the group. And I just like kind of went in there and I was just crying. Like I, I was, uh, just so devastated. I couldn't even speak. So my mom had to speak for me and she didn't really go into detail. She just kind of said like, uh, please pray for my son, Marcus. Cause it just, uh, has to just deal with the topic of suicide. That's all mm-hmm. she said. Mm-hmm. And so like immediately, like, um, it uh i guess activated like the whole prayer team to just like boom just to like start like laying hands on me and just start praying for me yeah and uh like it was just during that moment i finally had like my encounter with god like it was so so unreal like it's kind of hard to explain uh-huh. um i just like i just felt the lord's presence i had my eyes closed and I just remember I was just weeping on this uh, lady who uh, ended up, it's a, it was a, a sister of mine named uh, Ter- uh, Teresa. We all called her Terry. Uh-huh. Uh, she actually just recently passed away um, from, I think it was cancer. Okay. And I, I just found it so crazy that she was going through her own things with this cancer. And she just decided to just stand up and be the first one to just pray for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. I ended up finding that out like later on. But yeah, I just kind of like I was just broken, completely broken. And they just started praying for me. And I just started having these encounters where like, I like lifted up my hands. And when I lifted up my hands, I just felt like the Lord just kind of came and down and like did this. Yeah. Like he just grabbed both of my arms, just like, or both of my hands, just like that. And it was just so crazy. Like I couldn't explain it. I couldn't talk. I couldn't speak. I was just talking to the Lord in my mind because that's all I could do. Mm-hmm. And I just started having these encounters and I just kind of like, the Lord was actually showing me that the day on the actual day that I saw that video and it like triggered me and made me spiral out of control, I guess hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was showing me like, I held you, I was holding you and keeping you from going like super, super, you think you were going crazy, but you were already headed down a, a, a way that I could already see. So I was actually holding you, uh-huh. and, but you were so in the moment like focused like i i think it was uh just feeling the strong presence of both like you feel the presence of god and you feel the presence of the enemy too yeah and at that moment i was just feeling both like it almost seemed like equally almost yeah which is kind of crazy because you know like god he's like the most powerful like the enemy's already defeated all this stuff that i know now um but i just kind of that's the only way that's the only way i could describe it is that it was um i just felt both equally and it wasn't until i went to the church that like the video just stopped replaying in my mind. Like he healed me. Like that's when my healing came. He like uh, took the, I went there for my mental health only. And he ended up just healing me from all the other things too, that I didn't even speak about. I didn't even like, I wasn't, I wasn't even talking with like, I wasn't even saying to him those things, but he just took away like the urges to like masturbate or look at porn or look Uh at these, uh, true crime uh seeing photos or videos and like everything just like and even hitting parts of me that i wasn't necessarily there for like i finally got to grieve the loss of my sister when my mom miscarried and i Mm -hmm. finally got to 
have true forgiveness of things that I forgave in the past, but maybe I didn't truly forgive. Uh huh. And I, like just every little detail, like was just being uh, brought out of me at that point. Just like, you know, he just dealt with it all. And the last, the very last thing I felt that day was I just kind of felt like if peace could be a liquid, like he was just <laughs> pouring it all over my head. Mm -hmm. And it just like made me like feel drunk. And I'm like, I'm not even drinking anything. I'm not like, it made me feel like drunk and high and I don't drink or smoke. Yeah. It was just like an ultimate, I guess, kind of high, I guess. That, that was incredible. just like, oh my gosh. Like where I was just sitting there in a the chair, like, and I was just like, I was just when done. The, right. When the Holy Spirit descends upon you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's is so heavy. It's so heavy, but in a good way. That is and, amazing. Uh, overwhelming. That is amazing. And so like I left church that day just totally like I walked in one way and I came out another way, like brand new, new creation, all that stuff. Yes. And uh, so like now at this point, I was just kind of like, okay, like I know you've called me to do music, mm -hmm. but I like, I guess it was weird. I had this weird moment with God where I was like, I know I can play music really, really well. And I know it's because you've given me the gift. Uh -huh. But if it's not what you want me to do, I won't do it. Yep. I was just like, I won't do it at all. Even though it's the best thing that I I, I, I feel that I'm good at. <laughs> if you don't want me to do it, like I fully just drop it and surrender it to you right now. Yeah. And and uh, uh, fortunately, what was crazy was the same day that I was going to quit my other band uh buried alike uh -huh. i'm texting my guitar player brandon who actually now plays in relent he's the guitar player for relent cool and uh so i'm i'm texting him like all this stuff like dang like they're probably gonna freak out that because they uh i was so secretive about this that it was gonna like i thought it was gonna come as a shock yeah and uh so I'm texting them like, hey, like I'm done with Buried Alike. Like I, I will play the shows that I already committed to that we have to sell tickets for. But uh, after that, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And so when I sent him that text message, little did I know that he was actually having a conversation with his grandpa that was a former pastor. Uh huh. And uh, after he had this conversation with his grandfather, uh, he told he sent me back a text message saying like something to the effect of like, dude. That's crazy that you're sending me this because I just had a conversation with my grandpa and I also want to quit Buried Alike and do music for the Lord. Yeah. So I was like, what? Like, this is so crazy. <laughs> like, I'll, I'm just laughing now because I'm like, I don't know what to say. I'm just laughing because it's so funny and it's just crazy how God works. So we ended up starting up uh, Forever Alive, which was actually my first band, which used to be my main band. Uh huh. And then later on down the line, we kind of had like uh, me and my friend Brandon uh, we kind of had like this, uh, I guess, a disagreement, but we we're still friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was just really the approach. Like he wanted to go like a different approach. Yeah. Um, with the music. So I we ended up just uh, parting ways with them. And so now it just left me with uh, just me and my uh, uh, bandmate, Josh. Uh, so it's me, my bandmate Josh, and then Brandon, when we uh, parted ways with him, he went and joined Relent, which I think is awesome. Yeah. And uh, we're still great buddies today. And uh, that through Forever Alive, God has used this to actually help me, I guess, with um, leading me, or God used Forever Alive to lead me to be in Becoming Sons, mm -hmm. which is kind of, it's so crazy. Um, and I'm super thankful, super grateful. And it's just so crazy how God works. It's never the way that you think. That's <laughs> all I can say.
That's never the never. way. Like our his our ways are not his ways, and our thoughts are not his thoughts. And if you just like trust him and be patient, like he he always has the best plan, even uh, if it doesn't feel good to you. Because mm-hmm. I've been there where it's like, oh, this doesn't feel right because I wanted I already know the way. Like I sometimes you feel like you know the way. Like I know I can make this happen or make that happen, and I know I can do this and I know I can do that, but. The Lord says no, then it's like, oh, the discipline of just like, okay, I'm just going to trust you because yeah. you have the best plan. And I just have to accept that. <laughs> but Amen. it's so awesome. Amen to that. So true. And I'm so happy to hear that God delivered you from all of those things and you're just doing so much better. Like, that's incredible. I'm so happy for you, Marcus. I am. And it's so hard to like shorten that because I'm like, it's so much like, there's even a lot of stuff that I left out, but just for the just for this podcast i like tried to shorten it up as much as possible i will make sure that we put the link to your full testimony so that way if people want more details they can go and they can read it because it's it's a powerful one deliverance is always powerful because that's what brings life you know it really does oh yeah so i think celeste has got another question for you um so the next question i wanted to ask you is what led you to look into different types of worship like you know besides the kind that you grew up with um that's kind of a hard question for me to answer because i didn't really grow up listening to worship i just kind of grew up listening to nothing but secular bands and Mm -hmm. um everything that I had mentioned earlier, but mm-hmm. there's one, uh, Striper is one of my, obviously I, I Striper is right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's my favorite band. And, uh, it's a funny story of how I got into them. I was actually, it was back in 2003. And, uh, for a lot of people that don't know, Striper is a Christian heavy metal band. They've been mm-hmm. around since the eighties. They used to be called Rocks Regime and now they're called Striper, uh, or they, they were Rocks Regime. And then they changed their name to Striper when they got signed. And then in 92, they stopped playing. And so there was a few years where they didn't uh, mm-hmm. do anything at all. But in 2003, they came out with a, a best of album. And my uncle, he's he used to be in the military. Um, he was, I think they stationed him in Oklahoma. And so we were getting ready to go on this trip to Oklahoma. I think it was like for about a week. Uh-huh. And you know, I'm packing up, uh, 2003, I'm like about eight years old, eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. And I just remember I, up to that point, like I had no idea what Christian heavy metal was. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, you know, I'm bringing like Judas Priest CDs and Kiss CDs and all this stuff. Yeah. And my uncle actually ended up buying my cousin like this uh, Striper Greatest Hits. Mm-hmm. And that's all my cousin wanted to listen to on the ride over. And I'm like, who's this band? Like, what is this about? And uh, he was like, they're a Christian metal band. And I kind of looked at him crazy, like, what? Christian <laughs> metal? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, I don't even know what you're talking uh-huh. about. So he just threw it on. And, like, I started, like, listening to it. And I'm hearing, like, Soldiers Under Command. I'm hearing songs like To Hell With The Devil. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is so good. This is so crazy. And ever since then, like, that... uh has always been a band that I always held held like near and dear to my heart, even though I was listening to all this crazy secular music. Um, They've always been like right there with them, like just equally as good and obviously with a better message. Yeah. Um, And that was like my introduction to, I guess, heavy worship. That is so cool. I didn't even know that that could, like, I didn't even know that was possible until I heard that. And that like 
just that like took my interest in it to a whole new level where it's like all i want to <laughs> do is just get like striper stuff Aww. so like uh it started with that unfortunately it didn't like i guess uh it didn't spark mm -hmm. my interest to go look up other christian metal bands it was just striper mm -hmm. that was it. that's all uh, i knew and it wasn't I until when i rededicated my life to christ back in 2019 november of 2019 was when mm -hmm. i rededicated my life back to jesus christ mm -hmm. and after that that's whenever i started finding out like oh like I'd heard of like some bands like Skillet or I heard of Disciple, but mm -hmm. everybody always referred to them as like, or everybody always referred to Christian metal as like the Diet Coke of, <laughs> of like metal music. So I was basically saying uh -huh. it's good, but it's not that good. It's not as good as secular music. So I just yeah. kind of like fell into that, I guess, uh, misconception. Mm. And I just like totally bypassed it. Didn't look up any other band other than Striper until I rededicated my life. So now I listen to bands like Skillet. Um, like I recently just got into Wolves at the Gate. Like I'm still like yes. finding out bands even right now. Yeah. Like Disciple is another one that I really like. Um, uh, and even also like uh, I played this festival um, back uh, last year, actually, I think it was. Yeah. Last year in March, uh, I played this festival called Sound for the Crown Festival in Poteet, Texas. Oh, and it was just That's stacked cool. with all of these uh, Christian bands because they wanted Forever Alive to play on it. And so we got on the show and that's when I found out about Seven Day Slumber, Zana, um, yeah. that, uh, Becoming Sons, because uh, they were the guys that actually uh, really wanted, they had been asking us to play and play and play, but it was only me and my friend Brandon. And it's like, it's only a two member project. Like we don't even have a band mm -hmm. and we were getting offered tours and stuff. And I'm like, we can't do it. So we wow. finally were like, okay, like we don't have a band, but we'll put a band together to play this event. And this event kind of like exposed me to bands like Spoken, Seven Day Slumber, oh, Relent was there. Uh -huh. um, it was just a, uh, there were so many bands on there. Uh, Jenna Parr was on there, uh, GFM. Very good. I too. remember all the bands. Yeah. Dude, that's a really There's good so many bands. That was a really but good lineup. And it was out in Poti, Texas. So I got to, I got exposed to a lot very quickly wow and so that I was is like, so wow. good and i didn't even know that there were like that many like christian like hard mm -hmm. rock or just metal bands or rock bands like i had no idea i had a similar experience i did camp rock fest last year and mm -hmm. i didn't know anything about christian metal so it was a three-day thing i mean war of ages was there spoken was there set for the mm -hmm. fall bloodlines Dang. i mean just so many people and my mind my little my little baby christian mind was like Pfft. There's a whole <laughs> world out there. There's a whole world I don't know nothing about. So that's awesome. That is so good. Oh my gosh. That is that is really amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And also, like, I do like just regular worship, like you know, Brandon Lake. Uh oh, yeah. I just saw Brandon Lake. I was at the show. We both were at the show. Yes, um, it was so good. So that was an amazing show. I like uh, elevation, of course, mm -hmm. like all kinds of worship. Rebecca St. James, Toby Mag, DC Talk, and the list goes on. Um, and it, it was funny too, is I actually saw some of these artists uh before, like even when I went astray, I actually ended up going to concerts to see like Jeremy Camp with the youth wow. group at my church, or, or like we went to Atlanta to go see that uh, pastor named Jensen Franklin. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of him, but uh, he did this uh, festival. I think it was called, what was it called? Um, oh, I can't remember the name, but it was in Atlanta, Georgia. And I remember our church at the time that we used to go to, like had mm -hmm. this big old like youth retreat 
we went to Atlanta. We got to see Justin Franklin preach. We got to see Jeremy Camp. Um, and other bands were there, like Hawk Nelson. And oh, I, I saw all of these that. bands never really, like, paying mm-hmm. attention to, like, I saw the, I got to see all of these bands, like, in their prime, and I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> Until, is so like, cool. years later. That's so cool. That's, oh, man. All right. So, for the next question is how, well, actually, I, I guess I can, um, I can combine these two. Okay. How, do, how, um, how do you find shows and what made you want to support the heavy, like, just the wor- the community for heavy worship in general? Uh, oh, well, the way that I find, I find shows, like, oh, well, I guess it's I'm a musician. I always mm-hmm. go all out with anything that I look up. So that means if I follow a band, that means I'm subscribing to their YouTube channel, okay. I'm liking all of their socials. All right. Um, like I hit the on Facebook, like you can like a, a band, but there's also a tab mm-hmm. that says follow. Mm-hmm. And if you oh, click yeah. follow, that means like every time they post something, it'll just show up in your notifications instead of it just popping up in your feed randomly if oh. you just only like the page. Oh. So like I go like that deep with it where I'm like I'm looking yes. up interviews from these bands on YouTube. Like I'm watching every interview, watching, uh, looking up information online, like about this band, about this member, what's their testimony, what made them start this band. So it really just is all online. That's okay. how I've always like kind of find found out about bands and yeah. shows, um, concerts, uh, or I know like a lot of bands they do the the newsletter where if you subscribe to the newsletter they'll send mm. you the updates to your email. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. I like that. I feel like a lot of people need to know more about that, especially the follow one because yeah, I mean some people might not know about that. So I'm glad that you voice that out for you know people that are just getting into the scene Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. you know what have you see and a lot of times for me I'll find flyers on Instagram right so I don't Mm -hmm. always check into Facebook a lot but I'll see a flyer on Instagram and even though it may not be a band that I'm following or that I know of Uh I'll catch I'll catch somebody else's name and I'm like wait a minute are they Christian too and I didn't even know it that's why they're playing together so (laughs) that's that's how I usually find shows too on Instagram looking for those flyers so that's really cool that is good they also have a it's crazy too because like even you could uh they have the opposite of following which is unfollowing meaning you could like a page or you could Mm -hmm. like um someone or like let's just say like uh like i'm like i'm friends with uh chill and if i wanted to let's just say if i was like what if i wasn't a believer or anything like that Mm -hmm. if i didn't want to see a post from like i could they made it they made a way where you can like or follow people Mm-hmm. without following what they post so like there's a follow yes. button and then there's also an unfollow button even though you're not unfriending them yeah so i kind of yes. thought that was weird and I, but getting back to the bands like I always just hit follow because if you only like then it's just showing you stuff at random but if oh. you hit the follow if you hit like and then follow then you'll start getting every update every time they post something okay that is so good and that actually that actually goes along with the um well, I guess, yeah, no, you know what? Actually, you know, I do uh, need to go back to this question. So, like, what made you want to support your local community? Because I know, like, I always see you, like, going to support, like, local shows. And, like, we started off as, you know, just San Antonio Christian Metal. And, like, we just wanted to, like, mm-hmm. have more people come to San Antonio, have the bands try to come here. And, like, I remember um, we 
we all went to the same like relent show with the all the you know what reborn was there uh -huh. and some of the other bands and so i i wanted to know like what uh or i guess when did you start going to support like the christian like rock metal scene and like what made you want to like go support them and like to take videos and everything like that uh that actually started i mean i've always gone to shows but i think mm -hmm. what really started it was my dad he actually has a he has his own like video production kind of thing going on called uh open grave productions or just ogp for short mm -hmm. and uh what he his main goal is like he was just like this is about maybe almost like seven years ago i think maybe mm -hmm. maybe like almost seven or eight years ago he started just going out and like he just grabbed like he basically just got like the best camera he could afford or get yeah and uh he just wanted to go out and just started recording well actually he started recording my old bands and what he would do is he found this program on his computer where he could like burn dvds or make videos with like movie maker yeah. like just really simple but um to get the word out and it's just he likes to save a lot of our memories so like i have like photo albums of like tons of photo albums of uh old pictures of me and my brother and our old projects and mm -hmm. old bands and everything and videos lots of videos too and so he wanted to extend that to where instead of it being like a family just family it could also be like for other bands or like he could go and record a band like i know you used to play in the grave babes and he actually recorded yes. one of y'all's shows so like he recorded it and then <laughs> he so probably cool. had me like he probably called me and told me like go get their logo go get their pictures go get this go get that because i'm gonna make it their dvd and i'm gonna like make it to where i could get it to them uh for their memories so yes. that way they'll have it and if they want to promote it or use the video footage then they can i so, remember like, i remember because i was looking on youtube to like see like of all you know the people that recorded us like our our songs like when we mm -hmm. were together and you and i have a, a very similar story like as soon as i came to the lord like when i rededicated my life to christ that is when i left the grave babes because you know very secular like we talked about like you know killing like zombies and like just uh you know serial killers and like blood and like we would just everything and then it's like mm -hmm. as soon as i I, I just I left it behind like I finished the album like just how you said I'm going to finish out you know the tour or whatever it was is the same thing that that I did which is like so crazy like we all have a similar um mm -hmm. story and I think that is so cool and I really like that your dad is also involved too and I you know I probably I probably do remember I just have to see a picture but that is like so so cool yeah it's awesome that he does it and like so basically uh, i guess to answer the question i kind of got off topic mm -hmm. but i was getting somewhere with it but um mm -hmm. i guess be uh so i don't know nobody hardly, hardly knows this but my dad actually isn't a believer but he's always mm -hmm. liked uh the bands like he's always he's been a striper fan like since back in the 80s he actually saw striper back in the 80s here in san antonio and I, he still has the the ticket, the concert ticket wow. um, from when they played at Second Gardens back in 87. And so he's always uh, been supportive just of bands, regardless of what they sing about. So um, there was some Christian concerts that were coming up and I knew he wasn't going to be able to be at them. So I just said, like, you know, hey, you want me to get the camera and I'll go and record it. And like you could still like post it on Open Grave Productions, even though like you know technically it's still biblical, like Open Grave, like Jesus rose from the grave, we're gonna rise, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, it all still makes sense. 
And so I just said, well, if you can't make it to the show or if you don't want to be at the show, I'll go and record the show. And wow. you're still getting the local community of stuff that's happening locally. And so he was down with that and he incorporated it, incorporated it or decided to incorporate that. And so like, that's when I started going out and I recorded Jeremy Camp. I started recording. Um, that's when y'all saw me, I think at the, the Relent and the Reborn show. Uh-huh. So I'll go and record that and then he'll, I'll give the footage over to him and then he'll edit it. That is so cool. You're just like, I bet he's so proud of like how far you've come and, you know, just seeing what you're doing, even to help him. And like, I mean, I don't know, I mean, obviously, you know, he said, you said he's not a believer, but like, that's like his ministry, like going mm -hmm. to like record people. And it's like the fact that you're like incorporating, mm -hmm. you know, like these, not, not these secular bands, but like, you know, like Christian bands with like a good message. Like, I mean, you never know, you never know. When mm -hmm. the Lord's gonna come up and just be like, like, yeah, I always, <laughs> I always head, feel like, you know? you know, everybody has their moment, yeah. And uh, I try not to like force people, that's the last thing I want to do because, like, mm -hmm. I wasn't nobody forced me, so I'm yeah. not gonna force anybody else. I just want to just make it known, like, you know, like the choice is yours, the option is there to choose Him, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like, I think that would uh be uh better for your interest and your life, but yeah, uh, I try not to force people, um but I just strongly encourage them. Yes. And that like, that's so what cool. I do with my dad. I just, I strongly encourage him, but you know, I don't force it on him. And I'm just glad that he even just allows, like, he's just cool with me just going to do Christian. Metal. And even sometimes he'll ask me like, Hey, can you go record uh, this tribute band, which it'll be like maybe Iron Maiden or something. And if I can make mm -hmm. the show, I'll just go and record it and just be like, Hey dad, like, I love you. I'll go and record this, uh, this band. That's so sweet. That is just so amazing. So very cool. This is the last question, and then we're gonna go into um, a couple of other things that Chill is gonna talk about. So, what is something that fans can do to truly support bands, like even like the local bands, like Reborn? Like, what, like, what would you say? Um, or even because I, I know you, you're a musician, but also you know you go to shows and you support these bands. So, like, what would what advice would you give to these people? Oh, uh, wow. There's so many ways you can support a band, but I get all the important ones that I think, uh, well, obviously exposure. So just like mm -hmm. sharing the, just sharing the, the music or the post or the flyer or the music, even if it's just one song, it doesn't have to be like a whole album. Uh, even if it's just like, even a clip of a song, it all helps with the, I guess the, um, exposure aspect. And then financially, uh, helping a band out would be like, I guess nowadays it would be just buying their merch because I doubt any bands make any money off of music anymore or music sales. Yeah. Um, it's not like the way Very it used to true. be. So I know, um, like, I think I saw something where they said like one T if you buy one t-shirt, that's like the, um, equivalent of like listening to a song like 5,000 times on, wow. on, uh, on Spotify, Spotify or something. So yeah. I'm like, wow, like you have to, you have to have your wow. song be listened to 5,000 times to, basically make like a 20 or 25 dollar t-shirt like that's kind of crazy yeah it is crazy i didn't know that either i didn't it's, know how many plays oh my god it's needed. such a small it's like a fraction of a cent wow it's a fraction of a cent so yeah so it's it's a great tool like for like spotify like it's, mm -hmm. it's easy it's so easy and so convenient for like just a music fan that just wants to hear music which is not a bad yeah. thing, but I'm just saying, like, if you want to support the band, like, truly support the band financially, it's always best to just get the merch. 
That is and, so uh, good. I know. And like even the other things too, there's like so many things you got to like watch out for too. Cause there's like, I, I, I saw this interview one time with this guy, he was speaking like at some college campus mm -hmm. and he was saying how the music industry sets up the first, uh, 31 or 32 seconds of a song on so the way it works is a band get uh in order for it to count as a stream somebody has to listen to the song for 31 or 32 seconds and once they reach what? the 32 second point it counts as a stream but wow. what they started doing was they, they were finding out that people were like only listening to like five or ten seconds and they would skip so they started like getting all this data, learning like how many times what? is this person skipping this song? How many times is this person skipping that song? Mm -hmm. So what they try to do or make artists do, these big record labels try to do is they'll try to have the band throw everything that they got at that first 31 seconds to hold your attention to wow. get that one stream. That makes so much sense because especially like with these artists, like even the secular artists coming out, like mm -hmm. it's like the chorus is just like bam like everything's just like in your face and i'm like why mm -hmm. is it like 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 back then it would you know like i don't know if you're familiar with the band metal church but oh, yes. like when i like some of the songs like it, it would take like a little while like to to go in or like dio's songs like it took like so yeah, they got forever, these long intros. you know imagine imagine those kind of songs now like they, they'd be like click and when it's like yes. dude what it wouldn't exist those guys wouldn't be getting yeah. They wouldn't. That's so that's crazy. how that's how they try to make or not. I'm not saying every label does that, but yeah. I know like the really, really big labels, especially for pop, they try mm -hmm. to get their artists to throw everything. Like the only thing that matters is the first 30 seconds of the song, and the rest doesn't wow. matter because once we get the listener to get to 30 or 31 seconds, boom, mm -hmm. we got uh, a stream and that equals money, I guess, or I don't know. Wow. Which is kind of messed up because I kind of feels like you're controlling the audience of like. You're only trying to keep their attention for the first 30 seconds of a song. Like, yeah. That's yes. kind of, that's weird. <laughs> wow. So buying the merch, but sharing yeah, the buying post. the merch and, and listening to the songs and everything, it all mm -hmm. helps the, the bands and sharing the flyers. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm, I come from the old school way where even like just handing out flyers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember I used to go to so many music stores and I would just drop like a stack of flyers for this show, for that show um even for shows that weren't even my shows like i remember i was just really well with uh i had a good uh i guess rapport with uh, uh a booking agent and he would just be like hey can you go leave these over there and i'd be like yeah sure and i would wow. just help out like that just leaving flyers everywhere all right all right i hear you well that's like very good to know especially from your perspective because mm. you are in a band and you're a fan so yes that's really good. good to know that's why we wanted you. Yeah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, very quickly, I just wanted to share with everybody some other things that you could do in case you didn't know that Marcus may not have um, clearly explained. There are several ways that you can stream your music, right? So you can use SoundCloud. You can use Apple Music. There's uh, Spotify, all types of radio shows. But Bandcamp is a really, really good one. Um, it's for a lot of self-produced musicians. They'll go to Bandcamp. Mm -hmm. They pay their, you know, dues to be able to have their merch sell, sold there as well as their music streamed there. But what's really cool about Bandcamp is on Fridays, 100% of the proceeds go to the band. So if there's a band that you like 
check out Bandcamp. And if you see that they got merch on sale, don't buy it right away. Save it for Friday. Any other day of the week, if you buy your merch through Bandcamp, they're going to take a percentage and then the rest goes to the band to where if you do it on Friday, nobody's going to skim. Another thing that you can tell your favorite brands too, on Spotify, there's a donation button that can be added to your artist Mm -hmm. profile. So I would strongly encourage your artists, reach out to them and let them know, hey, did you guys know that you can have a donation button? Go ahead and activate the donation button because it's free to do. It doesn't cost the artist anything to do, but the artist has to enable it. And then from that point, you can donate directly to the artist too. And there's no limit on how much you can donate or how frequently you can donate. But 100% of that donation does go to the band. So Spotify doesn't touch that. That's another way that you can help and support the music. And I know some bands too are starting to do GoFundMes. I think Striper had a really good turnout because they're getting ready to do a documentary. And they raised like what a quarter of a million? Wow. On, yeah, they raised uh, yes. they, they raised like a quarter of a million on their GoFundMe. Actually, and I think that was on Kickstarter. Wasn't on Kickstarter? That's another yeah, it one was like too. A, it was like a Kickstarter campaign. And I think they only needed like a hundred thousand and they ended up raising over two hundred thousand. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. That's crazy. Look at yeah, this. just just fundraising. So check out Kickstart, check out GoFundMe. I mean, even if you wanted to organize something and give it directly to the band, definitely do that because a lot of these musicians, they're self-funded. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Marcus, we can ask you right now, who pays for these albums to get mixed? It comes out uh, of our. It's always it's always out of the band's pocket, yes. or if you know if if you're buying if people are buying merch for the band mm-hmm. and they use that money wisely, then they could just like properly distribute. Like this amount of money is going to go to this, this amount of money is going to go to that, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. it just kind of goes on from there. It's Unless scary. like mm-hmm. some bands are different, like Forever Live, like we don't charge anything. We're just like you can just have it for free because I'm like if I want to make money, that's why I have a job and. Right. I just do this because I just like love the Lord. But exactly. I do understand that some bands like uh, rely on that financial help. Yes. So that's that's why we're letting everybody know these. We don't get paid as musicians, mm-hmm. especially serving the Lord. We don't get paid. All right. But we still have to eat. We still have to pay light and water and all of our other bills. We just mm-hmm. choose to do this again for the Lord. So if you do want to support Amen. your band, go into that knowing that that these guys have mouths to feed they have lives to live every dollar helps and i mean especially nowadays we're all struggling we're all hurting every little bit helps so i just wanted to take a moment to thank you so much marcus for joining yes. us that uh, was thank inc- you for giving like me this platform to like yeah. share the testimony to like conversate about things that like either are talked about or aren't talked about and stuff like yes. that yeah Um, Yeah, because I I know, again, I'm coming from a musical background just like Celeste is. So we're privy mm -hmm. to information that a lot of fans, it wouldn't even cross their mind. Mm -hmm. So I feel if they hear it from somebody who's actually doing it, they'll understand now why the bands are like, make sure you stop by the merch table. It's not because they're greedy. It's because they really want to make more music for you to hear. They just Mm -hmm. need a little bit of help to do it. And it's expensive. It's so expensive. I wish it wasn't, but it just, that's just the way it is. Recording costs, uh, mixing and mastering, like all that stuff adds up very quickly. It is. And that's why you see a lot of bands like, here's a a GoFundMe. If you could donate whatever you can, even if it's just a dollar. Like I think Disciple does that where on their Patreon, uh, it's only a dollar to sign up. And it's just a dollar. It's only a dollar a month. Yeah. So Patreon's another thing that artists are doing. So make sure you check it out. And I'll put links in all of the descriptions. So that way, if you're not sure where to go or how to look for it, 
we can point you in somewhat of a right direction. But thank you again, Marcus, for joining yes, us. Thank you so much for sharing your testimony. Yeah. Just sharing that this is going to help so many people. You sharing your story, sharing how you support the community. We appreciate you so, so much for coming onto the podcast. Yeah. And just being a part of the Heavy Worship Nation team. So excited. Yes. So we're going to take a quick break and then means the Celeste will come right back and we'll share the gospel with y'all and welcome you into the family of Christ if you'd like to accept. So we'll be right back. So we are wow. back from our break. Marcus, mm -hmm. incredible. Incredible testimony. Like I'm, I'm floored because his testimony is a lot like mine. Like yes. the whole thing of like, God, like show yourself, reveal yourself or I'm going to end my life. Like, like legit, like that's <laughs> literally, I mean, I, same thing with me. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, come on, Jesus, like you going to come or you're not going to come. Like, so <laughs> it's so good. Like, and, and I feel like we all connected for a reason, you know, like the Lord definitely um, put us all in each other's paths. Absolutely. And I, I think probably my favorite thing about Marcus's testimony, and it seems to be a common theme, mm -hmm. is that just because you believe in God doesn't mean that you have a relationship with him. And it's Amen. not until you're at that pivotal point, you're like, I'm not in a relationship and I can't stand this anymore. Save yeah. me that everything can change. So yes. it's so good. I, lo I love a good deliverance testimony. Like yes. <laughs> I do. I love a good deliverance testimony. So thank you so much, Marcus. Huge shout out to Becoming Sons. Um, I'll make sure. I'll make sure that we get all of their links. Because I think right now you can find their music on YouTube. I'm not sure if they have a Spotify. But I will make sure to include oh, yes. it. So that way you guys can listen to it. Because they're good. They're really, really good. Yes, we will link. We will link um, his two projects down below, Forever Alive. I have their Facebook page. I have their Spotify link. And I also have the same for Becoming Sons. Okay. So it will, be, it will be in down below in the links. So, And then also, while we're talking about social media, I wanted to go ahead and plug our social media in. Yes. Like we do every episode. Yes. I wanted to plug that we have Instagram. We have Facebook. We mm -hmm. have group chats. Mm -hmm. We have um, TikTok. Mm -hmm. And we're, we talked about this the other day where we, we might end up getting a Twitter. Yeah. You, you, honestly, you'd. Uh, we're, we're still trying to think about it, but I mean, it's looking real, real high right now that we're going to get a Twitter, but yeah. you know what? Twitter, Twitter is, is still going strong. It's still popping. Cause I, I get on it like every day. So, um, that's another way to reach a, a lot of people, but yes, yeah. you can find us at all uh, at these platforms at heavy worship nation. Everything is, as is, is, is at heavy worship nation. And we would love it if you follow us and we will give you a follow back mm -hmm. and um, except if you're like a, a bot, because sometimes we get those and I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm not going to follow that, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> we will follow you back and, and we just want to meet you and we want to, you know, fellowship with you and please, please, before I, I you know, end in, end this part of the social um, media is that I really, really want to encourage you, the people that, like I said before, that don't feel comfortable, like getting into um fellowship with the group or or whatnot like it's okay you know you are accepted you are welcomed you don't have to look a certain way you don't have to act a certain way like just just come like we just we want you to have the fellowship you know with us and um 
we're not going to judge you at all and we're going to make you feel super welcome and if you don't feel comfortable just yet you can definitely reach out to me or chill on Mm -hmm. our uh, social media platforms which we will link below and also you can if you don't want to do that you can just message us on at heavy worship nation on instagram or facebook we promise we're not we're not mean we're very friendly yes (laughs) we don't fight promise (laughs) And uh, I did, of course, want to share the gospel with you like I do with every episode. And I think, especially with Marcus's testimony, mm-hmm. I just want everybody to understand that our Heavenly Father is for us. He's not against us. A lot of times the world will tell you this lie that, uh, you know, God is this horrible, wrath-filled, vengeful God, which is mm-hmm. true, right? He absolutely has those characteristics and he absolutely can judge you. But the good thing about this is that he has promised to never forsake us or never leave us. All we have to do is turn to him and invite him into our lives. Jesus is the way that we get into a right relationship with God if we accept his sacrifice on the cross. Okay, so is judgment real? It is. But is salvation real? Mm. Absolutely. There is grace. There is forgiveness. There is mercy. There is compassion. There is renewal and restoration and redemption. All you have to do is accepted because Jesus literally yes. paid the price for you to be made right. So if you Amen. would like to accept this gift and be in right relationship with God, we would love to pray with you. So just bow your head, close your eyes, and we'll pray this together. Heavenly Father, I need you. Your grace, your love, your forgiveness, your salvation. Jesus, save me, heal me, change me, forgive me, and fill me with your spirit so I can know you and follow you. My life is not my own. I give it all to you. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh my gosh. This is like so funny. I, I, I know this is like a, a serious moment, but <laughs> I lifted up my hand for, for you know, to pray. <laughs> and then on the Zoom, if you if you guys are watching on YouTube, like it, I guess the computer recognizes that you're holding up your hand and I'm like, oh, even the computer is praising. Come on. That is so cool. Oh, that's awesome. That is, oh, oh my gosh. Hallelujah. Anyway, for those of you who accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, congratulations. Welcome to the family. So our next episode, we will be discussing how to develop your local community and ways to connect. You're welcome to join us at Heavy Worship Nation. Uh, Until next time, please be safe out there.